Surah Sandad and Shulat Yerushalayim because of uh, Sunday gives us a much Shabbos opportunity instead of a post-Pasikan opportunity. Maybe that makes it less available to some, I think certainly speaking for myself, makes it more available, schedule-wise available for others. Um, thank you so much for envisioning and for, for making it happen, making sure that it would happen, and uh, from the big picture to, to make sure that pizza arrives and that uh, the uh, table was set so beautifully. The, the entire team, I'm not sure who was working with this year, but uh, yeah, grateful to the entire team for giving us the opportunity to come together to Chavad of Siferis to thank the Kodesh Baruch. So we'll hear uh, a couple more Nigunim, and then we'll have a chance to hear the Vitarian Insights from Russia 3. And then uh, later in the evening, hopefully, I hope that everybody will, will join us I'm supposed to hear from them as well. I was thinking a lot uh, a couple weeks ago about just uh, different divorce that uh, that we have gotten to see. I'm a little kid. Uh, I start taking these things for granted. But, uh, if I was a little older, I'd take a few of these things for granted. If I was even older, I'd take even fewer of these things for granted. Uh, and so, you know, some of you know I'm very involved in the world of, uh, as a 12th. One of my other jobs, 12th grade gravity, I'm very, very involved in the world of, of guys figuring out whether you want to go to Israel. And as much as this, there's a, a variety of places, they are all centered around Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, around Yerushalayim, within a uh, half hour drive, Yerushalayim, hour drive, driving, bus, longer, twice, uh, almost, every, almost, almost, how many tens of thousands of Americans alone have learned in and around Yerushalayim? And uh, we take it for granted that Yerushalayim is full of yeshivas. That was not the case for a couple thousand years. It was not even so much the case until 55 years ago. We take it for granted that that's the case. But the truth is that's a nuvua. That's a nuvua that for a long time was a dream. It was a dream. Even when Jews started coming back a couple hundred years ago, they moved to Tzvah, they moved to the Galil, and then the Quran, I think, Tamiya Beth also, but no, they have to move to Yerushalayim. Slowly, 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 this Nebuah. Now, this is, uh, so, this is one of the many, many Nebuahs that we get to see. The Kiva danced and smiled and he was so excited because he could imagine a positive Nebuah. What the Kiva would have given, and Mama should be able to, how the Kiva would have sung.
videos about it, you can hear about it, you can hear recollections and read biographical information of individuals who, who were there, whether they were on the front lines or just in Eretz Yisrael at the time. But it's hard, it's very hard. I, uh, and I feel, to be honest, it's hard, it's hard to, to fully appreciate what that is. Baruch Hashem, I have a brother who teaches Torah every day in the old city. To, to, to try to appreciate and to understand what that is and not take that for granted is, is almost impossible. But just to share, since there are people who are much older and wiser, and certainly know more of the history and have a deeper appreciation of what Yom Yerushalayim truly is, in the modern sense of uh, what Yom was describing, celebrating these last 55 years, but just to talk just for a couple of minutes, again, to, to remind us about what Yerushalayim is to us and what Eretz Yisrael the cloud is Now we refer to Eretz Yisrael as an Eretz Chamda Tovah Urachah. Each of those phrases requires a little bit of a, a perish. Eretz Yisrael is, is Chamda. Eretz Yisrael is beloved to us, a term that we find many times in Nach, referring to Eretz Yisrael as a place of great desire, great love. <coughs> Eretz Yisrael is Tova, again, something we find explicit in the Chumash. But to refer to Eretz Yisrael as you know, Rechava, to refer to it as expansive, as wide, it's a tiny, it's a tiny little country. Eretz Yisrael is not, it's not Rechava, it's not, it's not so expansive. Eretz Yisrael is very, very small. More, more so, you think about Yerushalayim, the fact the old city of Yerushalayim, it's, it's tiny. And yet, we refer to it as an Eretz that's Kanda, Tova, or Chav. Kanda we understand, Tova we understand. Expansive, hard to understand. So you can explain, like Hazal said, that Eretz is called Eretz Tzvi. There's a certain way we're into today in the fifth paragraph of Avos, they've studied from his Shulis. There's always room for more people in Yerushalayim. And it's true, it's something that we see, it's something we see uh, with our own eyes, and how there's always room for another year in Yerushalayim. No one ever complained that there's not enough space in Yerushalayim. So my Eretz Yisrael, it's compared to Eretz Atzvi, like the skin, like the, uh, like the hide of a deer that can be stretched and stretched and stretched. So too, there's always, there's always room in Eretz Yisrael for more of Amisrael. But I saw an explanation from Ramosha Wolfson Shlita. He said that Eretz Yisrael is called Rechav, Eretz Yisrael is called expansive, because you have to understand the, the currency that we're dealing with. A person bought you know, a piece of land, one amma by one amma. They referred to it as a, you know, a great piece of land. What are you going to do? Are you going to live in an amma by amma? Amazing, amazing, amazing plot of land. What are you going to do with a tiny little piece of land? But if a person, if a person said, you know, I bought a diamond that was an amma by an amma, okay, it's unbelievably, it's huge. 
So Wilson explained, depends how you look at Eretz Yisrael. You just look at it as earth, and you look at it as just another piece of land. So, again, in terms of its relative size, it's relatively small, but if you measure Eretz Yisrael as a diamond, especially look at Yerushalayim as our crown jewel, look at Yerushalayim as a place of a Kodesh Baruch Hu a place where we can feel it. I want to just read it together and learn one small piece of the Yalkar. So, so it's a totally different card. And that's why we celebrate every step in Yerushalayim. We celebrate every every inch of Yerushalayim. Because we're measuring, we're measuring precious, precious gems. Edrish says in Shir Hashirim, amazing measures. And the words, second part of Shir Hashirim, Hineza Omed Achar Kaslenu, says the Medrash Rav in Shir Hashirim, that Hineza Omed Achar Kaslenu, Achar Kosel Ma Rabbi Shal Besamekdash. What does it mean that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is Omed Achar Kaslenu? The reference to the Kotal Amarabi in the Beis HaMikdash. Lama, Shenishmala wa Kaddish Baruch Hu Sha'inu Kharib La'ol. Kaddish Baruch made a promise about the Kotal. The Kotal Amarabi is, Kaddish Baruch said, I swear it's never going to be destroyed. Which is an unbelievable thing to think about. I mean, why was it that the enemies of Qal Yisrael, throughout, throughout all the generations, they didn't think to, to destroy the Kotal? So many, so many other you know, houses of worship, so many other places of holiness were, were, were destroyed as a way of, of crushing Kali. So he had a Kajabah who said, I'm, I'm guarding this, I'm protecting it. And it was ours even when it wasn't ours. And all the more so now we have to appreciate when a Kajabah who gives it back to us in a way that we can actually be in the presence of it, to be able to, to feel that Shekhinah, to, 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 to recognize this Nehu also, that Kajabah who promised it's never going to be destroyed. Only a Kajabah who can make such a promise. I want to just conclude by, by learning together one beautiful Kliyakar in Parshish Lachim. Kliyakar is such beautiful in Shonos, and it really describes the feeling that any of us have had. You know, Mr. Shem, our family's going to be in our Tissot for a little bit this summer. Our daughter, Meira Refka, she's literally counting down the days. She's got a count, and every day she's just so excited. She's so, so excited. And we have to be so excited. You know, for many of us, these last couple of years was a reminder not to take the opportunity to, to visit Eretz Tissot for granted at all. So Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Avraham Avinu, Kum hisalech ba'aretz, la'arka u'l'rachva. Describing the dimensions of Eretz Yisrael. Kibachat yana. Because this is going to be given to you. Listen to the words of, beautiful, beautiful words of the Kliyakar. Kliyakar says, Ba'akarav elai lo'mar b'cholzeh. I feel that I need to share the following, the following feeling. Shehitna Kaddish Baruch Hu al-Avra mesa'aret liknos shama shnei minei Torahs. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us Eretz Yisrael for a dual purpose. Ha'echad ruhani, v'hu nikna v'ri'iya levan. There's the spiritual element of Eretz Yisrael, and then of course there's having a place to live, a physical land. And the spiritual, the spiritual element of the Kliyakar of Eretz Yisrael is acquired with ri'iya alone, just seeing it. Be able to catch a glimpse. Be able to see. Someone told me recently. So, so I'm gonna do a whole story. Someone told me recently that that his grandfather during the Second World War, they were they were they were being transported to a concentration camp. I don't remember the exact name. I hope I'm not uh, terribly sharing this story. But essentially, his, his grandfather was on a train being transported to a concentration camp, and there was someone there. Of a certain part of, uh, of the world 
where from a mountain in his country he was able to see off in the distance to be able to catch a glimpse of Eretz And these European Jews, many of them had never, had never, never dreamed to see Eretz Come to Yerushalayim, come to the Kotel. It was a dream, a complete dream. And they heard that this fellow was traveling on the train with them. This person, who had also never been there, himself, but lived in a place where he was able, from a distance, the tallest mountain, he was able to, you know, and this person had at once seen, perceived Eretz Yisrael from a distance. Kamsh gives Moshe Rabbeinu an opportunity. Moshe, when you have to go there, it's you'll catch a glimpse of Eretz And he said, people lined up on the train. He said, everyone wanted to, to, to touch this Jew, touch this person, who had been Zolcha once in his life to catch a glimpse of Eretz Yisrael. Because the Kliyakar is describing that the, 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 the Ruchani element of Eretz Yisrael, that Kadosh Baruch who was giving to Aram Avinu, is acquired as nickname Re'i'alavad. The physical acquisition is Mikidayish Amtachmetzah, a person you know, transcends its borders, a person enters into Eretz Yisrael. And then he describes how Ruchani who, Kisham Nekom Miklash Amamat and Mechuvan Kenegin Vesem Miklash Why is it that just seeing Eretz Yisrael, Having the schuss to, to enter into the whole city, having the schuss to come to the Kotal Mara. Why is it that it's so transformative? So it reminds us of because I'll describe that the base of Mikdash Shalamala corresponds to the base of Mikdash Shalamala. And therefore, anyone who comes to, to catch a, a, a glimpse of the world below, even without a base of Mikdash, is seeing more than they realize that they're seeing. The whole mistake of a Makomakadosh Hahu. Miyad, and again, we've all had this experience if we've ever been to the Kotel in our lives. If we've ever been to Yerushalayim in our life. Right? You cannot feel it. You're wondering, what is it? What am I, what am I experiencing? What, what is it that I'm, when I just see you, when I just see it? Kol mistakal v'makom ha-kadosha hu miyad neslavish ruach tahara u-kadusha. When a person comes to that place of holiness, you feel totally enveloped. Surrounds you, it envelops a person with the spirit of Kedusha and Tara. And not only that, like God says about Avram, Hashem, Hashem Yerev, and we read it, Hashem Yerev, and he quotes here, he paraphrases again the Gemara and Sahiga, and when a person comes into contact with the Shkina, Kimiyad Bavo Shama, Keshem Shashkina Ro, so, Tahu Ro, there's this face to face encounter with the Kadashbah. That's what happens when a Jew comes to Yushalayim, that's what happens when a Jew stands by the Kotel Maravi. He sees the fulfillment of all the rules that the Kodesh began to allude to. Right? He sees the fulfillment of this Medrash and Shir Ashir, this promise of the Kodesh Baruch, that the Kotel Maravi will, will forever stand in its place. That, that itself is such a chizah to us, to recognize that that promise has been fulfilled. It's been restored to us. We can actually go there. We can see it with our eyes. We can feel that Hashra Sashkina, again, that the Kliyakar is, uh, is describing here. And he ends by saying, I'll end by saying, but to Elis Ruchani Zelo Yasur Mizaro Adon. We have to understand that when we're Zoha, when we're given this gift, I'm not sure why, we see us Nefesh of countless Jews, countless Jews, who gave their lives to give us the opportunity to come to Shalayim, sacrifice life and limb to be able to create that opportunity for, for others. But when we have that gift, we have to realize that just catching a glimpse is something that we're able to pass down to our children. It's an experience that's lo yasur mizara an olam, says the Kriyakar. It's an experience that lasts forever. Kiyapiz mancha mesa mikta shalamata in of the vinyana. That even though nowadays we can only catch a glimpse of what once was, but nonetheless, 
even though the Beit HaMikdash is, is no longer standing in its place, Nitzchi lo yasur the hashpa of that place is forever. We tap into that experience, the Hashem Yireh, Hashem Yireh experience. Seeing a Kaddish Baruch Hu and being seen by a Kaddish Baruch That's what we're celebrating tonight. Not to take that for granted. The Kaddish Baruch Hu has given us a gift. And we should appreciate what it is. And we should continue. Halabai, halabai. We should be Continue to see many more open miracles in our time and in our days. Amen. Materialized before our eyes. 
at the same time that we see the wheels of Geula begin to turn, there's plenty of turning that still needs to happen. There's plenty of uncertainty all over the world, all over the world, to hear about uh, horrific, horrific episode in, in Texas this past week. Horrific, horrific, horrific slaughter. In Yerushalayim, in Eretz Yisrael. Things are, uh, we're in a good place, we're in a precarious place, and, and the wheels of Google are turning. <laughs> but uh, but uh, to daven for Shalom, specifically to daven for Shalom in a Kaddish Baruch palace, Arman of Sayyid, Dabin for Shalom that we should have that Kaddish Baruch should continue to move things forward. That Kaddish Baruch should give us ever more security, ever more safety in Eretz Israel. We should see the wheel of Yehuda continue to turn ever faster. At the same time that tonight is Hodon Lisha'avar, it is also Bakasha Lahaba.
and the Medrash gives us the picture that uh, that Yaakov Avinu took a vav milio, and he said, uh, you know, you got to promise me to get a and a guarantee, to get a guarantee that there will be, uh, that we'll come back to Eretz Yisrael, a guarantee that there'll be a, a fifth of year, a guarantee that there'll be a 28th of year. We're now seeing that Elio is keeping his avtoch at the Yaakov before Shem ask why the Vav, and before Shem ask why five times, once, you promises once, he promises. <laughs> and he gets to get the scared of you. He needs five promises from Elio Anavi. So what's wrong with one promise from Elio Anavi? So I was thinking that in Diktuk, the Vav has five uh, usages. And each usage is uh, one of the Haftatas that Yaakov Avinu secured from Elio and Navi. So the uh, the most uh, the one that we learn at the various youngest of our years is that the Vav gives uh, possession gives to a third party. The one that says something belongs to the table belongs to him. If you say Shulchan is his table. So one of the uh, one of the topics that Yaakov Venus and Krishna Novi is that Cloud Yisrael will always feel that they have violence of Yerushalayim, that's in possession of Yerushalayim. And so Novi to make sure that wherever we're in Golas, the Maisa, the Maisa, that uh, we have, whenever there's an Avelas, so we connect back to Yerushalayim. The soul of Yerushalayim. In a personal way, every Rahman at some point, every Jew has to receive Nechama from somebody. Al the Derech HaTeva, Al In the way that uh, we want it to happen. So, but, but every Jew at some point has that violence. That Kedush uh, Baruch Hu says, I'm giving you Nechama together with with Yerusha, whatever that means. The person feels uh, that sense of connectedness. And then we have uh, above. Above is uh, pluralizes, it expands. Right? The above expands. You have uh, any word that finishes in a hey, you want to expand it, the end above. Right? The shuos, the flows, the rose. So, Yaakov Avinu secures Melio and Navi a haftacha that Klal Yisrael would physically expand in Golas, that we wouldn't, uh, that we'd have times, if there's any time when, when Klal Yisrael would suffer being minimized would be after the Shoah, when he lost uh, such a percentage of people, even after Golas Misroyim. But in Jibrochu, in Golos, I'll be back from its, in the time of Mitzrayim, one of the Aftachis that we have is that we will expand in Golos. Right? Baruch uh, Hashem, that's one of the Nisim that Kal uh, Yisrael sees and visits year in and year out, having thrived and grown Baruch Hashem. And then, when we get a little bit older, so then we learn that the Vav is called the Vav Achibor. 
that uh, you want to connect different ideas. You want to connect two parts of a pasuk. You want to connect a list of items. So, Yaakov Avinu secured that Klal Yisrael would always be mechuber to Eretz Yisrael. There was a, uh, this goes back probably to the 30s, where there was a meeting amongst the, uh, the Zionists in Yerushalayim, and one of the members of the meeting was a Michal Tukatsinsky, another great Yerushalmi. Familiar here with the Gesher Achayim. He was a very, very accomplished person. And Mechut Kaczynski was also a member of the Royal Astronomers of Britain. Was, uh, see, he was a very broad person. And his own Hamhogis, Yerushalmi. So at that meeting, just like we have nowadays, said so the. Uh, the secular Zionists, I don't know exactly what the issue was, but they wanted to belittle the, the role of the religious Zionists and the Yerushalmis. So Mishra said, I, you know, I don't understand what's happening in this world. He said that uh, you would not be, said the secularists, he said, you wouldn't be here if not for us. He said, for, for uh, Thousands of years, who was dumping to Yerushalayim every single day, three times a day? Who maintained the connection to Yerushalayim? Well, the secular Zionists woke up in the 1800s. If, if there wouldn't be, have been my uh, my parents, my great-grandparents, my ancestors, connecting Claudius Road to Yerushalayim in a way that's unbelievable. Right? And if you think about it, the Claudius Road dumbins, most of our brothers every single day for Yerushalayim. And this was happening when the minds, remember I said before, even to look at Eretz Yisrael was, uh, was not in the cards. That's the Baba Chibur. The Yaakovino secured for Yonavi. He'll always be in Mechur with Yerushalayim. Then we get a little bit older, a little more diktuk, and we learn this Avav Ahipoch. That Avav uh, that can change the Sha'avar to Asad, Asad the Sha'avar. So that's what the Chadesh Yemenek Yikadim, the Vidavanek Yishmaruch will bring back the earlier times, the Mahapech, the Asad, the Sha'avar. And also, part of the Haftoch is that Klal Yisrael will be Mahapech, the Anvar to the Asad. Just heard a few days ago that when the Putin and Tzal came to Eretz Yisrael, the Shimchaim Berlin, so he started the Chaimulim branch in Eretz Yisrael. So somebody asked the Chutzner, what do you miss most from Chutzlaretz of the Eretz Yisrael? I think of a good answer. So Chutzner said, I miss most yearning to be in Eretz Yisrael. That being Mahapech, Lisha'ova, always carrying with oneself that. Uh, that so we are in in that period of time where on one hand what earlier Doris yearned for we have. Earlier Doris they they 
if they if they would know that you could fly there, Israel, they would have yearned to fly there. Israel. They didn't know you could do that. They thought that it'd take three months to get there. Israel. They yearned for that. So we have uh, easy access. There it is. They even dropped the COVID test. Get right in. So sometimes it minimizes the the yearning to really be in Eretz Yisrael, to be settled, to be part of to be part of Yisrael, coming back to Eretz Yisrael. So, but we're in a period of time where we still have so much to yearn for, so much to ask for. Because Baruch was beginning the Gula in the fifth of the year, twenty eighth of the year. So if Baruch wants to maintain, Yaakov Avinu asks from Eliyahu you should always be above a hippoch, you should always be yearning <coughs> to get back there to Israel until the ultimate goal. So what is the love of possession? What is the love of rivoy? What is the love of chibur? What is the love of hippoch? And there's another love. This is better than accomplishment. This is not so posh. This is the love of nigot. What's the love of nigot? I say it every morning. They keep on forgetting the posh. We say every morning, all of the gods of the nations are useless. So what's the Bahashem? Bahashem doesn't mean and. We're not, being, we're not conjoining Kedush Baruch Hu. We're saying Bahashem and there's something entirely different. That's the love of Nikon. So Yaakov took another vav Melyonovi and said I need that Klal Yisrael should always be able to be misnagay, to be able to stand up. To be able to say the same that sets us apart in any place over. That's what uh, that we will be able to years and years later, 55 years later, still come to this morning, still go back to the events of that time and uh, People, most people move on and they forget and it's hard for them to relive 55 years. It's already too nervous now. So we are misnagate to that human uh, human nature. And there's uh, Hashem. That's the, uh, we recognize the, the moment that Yaakovita took Ilyonovi and how Ilyonovi is maintaining every single one. Keeping every up top of Yaakovita. There's Hashem. We should get together and uh, celebrate together in Eretz Yisrael, in the wherever the Beit is going to be. Right? I don't know. The opera of at the table now. I don't know. <laughs> just, I'm not sure where we're going to be, but uh, Mr. will get together and uh, celebrate the complete Gula in the area. Amen. Close with a final thought and then uh, two final gunim. As I mentioned, I had the chance to a chance to, to think together this morning about uh, some of the ways that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's hashkacha was extraordinarily apparent during these days 55 years ago for those whose eyes were open. And we had a chance to talk earlier this morning about this morning's Haftarah. I mentioned this morning that uh, this morning's Haftarah took place in a location that was returned to Jewish sovereignty in the state of Shabbos earlier today, Chaf Zayin Ir. 
the second day of the war, 55 years ago, when the days of the Shomron, came back into Jewish hands for the first time since the days of Hashbalan. And uh, among the Arei HaTanach, in that area is Anasos, the hometown of Yulio, according to the Malbim, where these Prakim, Prakim says Zayin, Zayin, were said by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Yulio in his hometown. And a chance to talk earlier today about the Haftarah, we want to spend a couple moments talking about the beginning of Perak Tezayin before the Haftarah. Haftarah, the end of Tezayin going to Yudzayin, mostly positive. And uh, talking about Jews having Bitachan, Baruch HaGevish, Yitach Bashem, we spoke this morning about the Ara Geverash, Sam Basar Zero. The need for a Jew to recognize it, even with my hands on the steering wheel, and my hands on the golf club, and my hands on the uh, on the double-bladed uh, kayak paddle, but it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's arms. The hand, my hands are on the item, but, but the power, the Zeroa, is not merely Basar, it's not merely human, but it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu is powering us. But the, the very beginning of the Aftara opens the end of Herak design and Yimyal is discussing that Kaddish Baruch why were you saying that you were saying us in Tagalos? And why were you saying that uh, that uh, that you're a kel kana? You're so upset that the Jews are finding the Elilim instead of finding a Kaddish Baruch and a Kaddish Baruch responds because they have the chance to notice me. Not, not, not a jealousy for the Avodazara. Kaddish can had the opportunity to recognize me and to embrace me and said they're, they're right after phony Nanoshtag. That's the issue. So you step back into the core of Perak Tezayin. And what's fast, what struck me, I was trying to look back just to get some context yesterday, struck me that in the midst of it, there's a Pasuk that we think of as being extremely positive. The Ramban and Parashas Bo, when he talks about... Um, talks about the fact that different periods of Jewish history have been focused on different geulos. talks about the beginning of Paragid Bays. The first thousand years of Jewish history, Rabbi writes, the mitzvah was to name the months by numbers, because that would remind us of Chodesh Nisan, of Geulos Mitzvah. Rabban says the mitzvah really has always been to name the months in a way that reminds us of the most recent geulos. Once we came back from Babel, the most recent gula is no longer in Mitzrayim. Now the most for the last two and a half thousand years, most recent gula has been Gula's Babel. And that's why we use Babeli names, Nisan and Ir and Tamas and El and so forth, to remember we were in Babel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu enabled us to come back and build the second base on Mitzrayim. And in, in, in describing that type of thinking, what's the most recent gula as opposed to an earlier gula, Rabban quotes the Pasuk from Yemiel Perak Tezayim. Days are coming. It's going to be a time when the other says we're no longer going to say, Ah, Kadesh Baruch Hu Baruch Hashem, He's the one who took us out of Mitzrayim. It's going to be overshadowed by Chay Hashem Hashem as Bnei Yisrael Eretz Sotam. It's going to come a time, you know, says, you know, Mashiach. And they said, wow, could there be a, a far larger gula? Kadesh Baruch Hu took us, not just from Mitzrayim, Kadesh Baruch Hu brought us from, from, Eris, from the north and from all the land all over the world to which we had been pushed, where we had been sent. 
I will bring them back to their land that I gave originally because Warren Brooks spoke before I gave originally to Avraham Avinu beautiful shining so incredibly positive Nebuah that we have begun to see another Nebuah and Mitkashana is Kibbutz Gavetz First, there were 6,000 Jews there, so there were 60,000, then there were 600,000, and now we're way over 6 million. Exponential, literally exponential growth over the last 150 years. We've begun to see these Nebuahs materialize before our eyes. What's remarkable, though, is that this isn't meant, the Rabbi presents it as something incredibly positive, and it is, but the context is not. The context is he's telling, remember when this was said, this was said to Yirmiyot before Bell's Bob. He's telling, this is part of what Yirmiyot was complaining about. Why are you talking about Sainas and Tagalus because of Avodazara, the conversation that takes place after this at the beginning of today's Haftar? These Psukim are several Psukim before the Haftar begins. This, is, this was a Navua of Gullus. He's saying to Yermiyahu, there's going to come a time when I'm, I'm, it's going to do an even greater goal of bringing you back for all the places all over the world that I'm about to send you to now. Because I'm about to send you into Dallas. I was struck by that. It's so much a matter of perspective. You look at this, it's going to be incredibly positive. At the time, at the time, it was, it was frightening. Jews had so far only known one Dallas, Dallas Mitzrayim. We had the Mitzrayim, came back to that as well. Now, HaKadosh Baruch telling him, yo, is it going to come a time where I'm going to be extracting Jews from all over the world back there as well? I don't know, frightening thoughts. What's it going to be between now and then? Give me a And that's what to go on to say. L'chehenin nishalach. HaKadosh Baruch says, you know, I'm going to send forces that are going to pull you away from here to Israel. They will send you here, we'll send you there. And from our perspective, this is extraordinarily positive. But that's already, I think, a, a perspective on that itself. Thinking about the two perspectives is positive. Itself gives us perspective on history, and it itself gives us perspective on Masa Hashem in general. And the truth is, it's a positive in Chumash. It's a positive in Parshish Kisisa. When uh, uh, Moshe Adenu. One of the mysterious passages in Chumash is one of the first passages in Chumash, I believe, to be discussed in the Talmud Bavli, near the beginning of Masechah's Brachas, where Moshe Benim says, The first time there was a major sin by Kali, a national sin, a national onesh, and a national push for, for tshuva and for kapara, and Moshe Benim is, is, is negotiating with the Rebbe after the Chet Ego, and he says, I want to understand how you work. The Gemara says, he's trying to understand, Samat Biralo, Rashi Matovlo, things don't always make sense to us. And life is so upside down and topsy-turvy, and, and life is so full of pain. Sometimes things are great, and sometimes things are terrible. And it's so confusing. And what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? I'm going to pass by, I'm going to put on the side, I'm going to pass by, and I'm going to my, my covenant will pass by, You'll see me from behind, you won't see my face. You'll see the back of my head. What does that mean? The marshal. One understands that the marshal 
that we don't, when, 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 when events are head on, when events are headed towards us, we can rarely make sense of them. In hindsight, when we're looking from behind, when we see a Kaddish passed us by, now we look and see a Kaddish from behind, so that then sometimes with enough perspective, things begin to make sense. That's how she's talking. And you may have predict as I. The time it was most the most frightening thing. And that Kaddish is going to have to extract us from Baba, Kaddish is going to extract us from Saudi Arabia, Kaddish is going to extract us from Argentina and from America and from Australia. That's the most frightening thought in the world. And here it is. And now we're looking at it and we're, we're seeing. We're seeing it on the other side. We have been zocha as a nation to see, to begin to see these psukim from a perspective of Aharon. And that itself, that itself is part of the, the source, the, the, the driver of our, our halal and our hodah. And Yilamit Sasevin Amafurish. That itself also teaches us that uh, to bar our, our Rav's Nusach, the wheels of Bula are already turning. We daven that they should turn faster and faster. And it already gives us, or like it, it makes us a little bit like Rebekiva. A little bit, we can stand Rebekiva's shoes. The famous uh, Gemara, Muramas uh, to before, the Chalasrael has uh, only somewhat time in cheek developed the minute the last couple of decades at least to, to Chalasrael this Gemara Pesach. Which shul doesn't have a CM on the Sachas Mark, at least one of them in Yana. Rebekiva is uh, smiling. Because now that he sees uh, the, the bad ghoul actually happened, now he can uh, really imagine even more vividly what the good ghouls would look like. The good ghouls that, oh, Yeshua's game was gamus. The good ghouls that we get to see, Mavish, materialize. Imagine how our Rabbi Kiva would sing and dance if he got this to, to stand in a playground in Yishalai. So we, we, we could be a little bit like, we could step a little bit into people's shoes right now. And to look at these tukim and say, now we begin to see what it looks like when things are ma'acharai. Now we begin to see after after two and a half two and a half thousand years, twenty seven hundred years, whatever it is, after year Now we said, look, these looking, these are amazing. We're already beginning to feel what it looks like to see things ma'acharai. So to look with a perspective, a, a more complete perspective of simcha, and it hopefully helps us also to already. Like your Bakiva, have an even more positive perspective, even on things which are right now still negative and painful. We're already beginning to see what it's like to, to see things from an emotional perspective, to think things are right. That itself is a further, a further degree of simcha. Not only, not only Hodala Shahavar, but it begins to give us, we said before, Bakasha Lahaba, also begins to give us a sense of what it means to have Hoda al Shahaba as well. Hours late. Maybe we'll, we'll end with uh, two finally good that are Akasha and Hoda all mixed together. And the second Nigan, we know uh, for its utility at the end of a pseudo, which we'll use it for also, but the original words actually are about the rebuilding of Yerushalayim.